0: Hello students, Professor Crunch here. Welcome to part five of the RPG Academy's trial of the Orpheus Protocol. The Orpheus Protocol is one of my very favorite games and podcasts. Please follow the links in the show notes below and check them both out. Before we start today's show, please be advised of a very serious mature content warning. This is not a normal RPG Academy show, but it is a normal Orpheus Protocol show. The game contains brutal violence, adult language, intense horror, and emotional trauma. It also includes potentially offensive topics such as self-mutilation, suicide, demonic possession, child abuse, sacrificial murder, and many other disturbing situations. Consider yourself warned. But, as a very special treat, this game is canon to the current Orpheus storyline. Please enjoy, we definitely did. Now let me turn things over to game creator and Orpheus Protocol GM, Rob
1: Stith. Last time on Group 13. Samson's body and soul are nearly torn apart at the bottom of the haunted well, but Dacian leaps down after him, slaying the infesting creature, but becoming badly poisoned in the process. Conrad and Samson arrange for Dason to be cared for, and following a psychometric vision that Conrad received from the occult altars in the town square, the two agents make their way to the Estrada estate. On the road there, however, their jeep is nearly overwhelmed by a tide of malformed creatures acting in bizarre concert. They manage to escape, but are soon attacked by an enormous, decrepit monster in the form of a rotting bull. The jeep is thrown over. The two agents are separated. And as the beast looms over the vehicle, Samson takes aim for the exposed gas tank.
0: I will shout with all the strength I have, Conrad, move! And called shot to the gas tank. I have a rank two in firearms, calling shot for no penalties. And I will unload into the gas tank. All right, roll an attack. I will do that thing. Come on, dice! Oh God, a plus two, ah, giving me a five with my ranged attack.
1: Okay, both your shots slam home in the gas tank and roll luck. Oh Jesus! And that is both an explicative and a
2: (laughs) plus one.
0: Oh sweet Jesus, it worked! Plus one on the die.
1: The second bullet manages to strike a spark on the somewhat rusted gas tank. And the thing goes up in a vast (laughs) column of dirty smoke and roaring fire. Too proud to You see the huge decayed bull overwashed with flames and smoke, and you hear a piteous, tortured scream as though on vocal cords that have dried down almost to gut string. And... You see the creature kicking and flailing wildly. I mean, you're reminded of a rodeo, just by the body language. But then you see the thing rise up onto its hind legs, and you realize that it's not a bull, it's an enormous minotaur. It's trying to beat the flames off of itself, and it fails. It continues to burn. It crumples to its knees, and its attempts... To roll and slap at it itself, slow and slow and slow and stop. And you actually hear in the scream when the desiccated vocal cords snap under the pressure of being tightened more and more by the heat. So Conrad, how about you make me an athletics check with dexterity?
2: Because
1: oh, there's yeah, a can... huge explosion just right next to you. Good thing I got out
2: of the damn jeep. <laughs>
0: I want to say that Samson would not have
2: shot the jeep if you were in it. Probably. All right, so that's minus three on the die. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's three ones. Oh, shit. Athletics is at a two, so I could spend three physical, make it a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right. Do it. Do it.
1: You take five damage from the concussion and the searing heat Oof. that washes over your back, and... I would like you to roll luck to see if you are on fire or not.
2: Okay, that's a little bit better. Two on the die. You are not.
1: You may spend strain, physical strain, to reduce the damage if you wish.
2: I'm going to spend three. Okay. So that I only, so that my lightly wounded only has two boxes full.
1: Well, that was a bit reckless, but on the upside you more or less skipped a boss fight. The thing is now just a bonfire. A bonfire that smells like burning
2: trash. I think Conrad is just happy enough to not be dead at the hands of that thing.
1: And it did have hands.
2: (laughs) Yes, that I'm not really all that miffed about getting blown to the side from the concussion of that Jeep. I'm just going to kind of walk over to Samson and just kind of pat him on the back while like leaning over. And then I say, let's move on.
0: So Samson is definitely coughing from the smoke and he's still trying to right himself from the impact of being thrown from the vehicle and he'll just agree wordlessly and they'll keep heading off towards their destination
1: it's a tiring walk to the Estrada estate the jeep is not going to be uh usable and when you reach the large manor style house you see that there are no lights on you have no light other than what flashlights you had insight to bring with you and you see at the burst open outdoor entrance to a cellar there is a deeply gouged trail in the dirt as though many many small clawed hands and feet had scrabbled through the dirt there and there is an overwhelming stench kind of an unwashed almost body odor smell And thick trails of slime coming up out of the cellar, as though the things that came up out of there were trailing it. And other than that, from a cursory and careful look around the outskirts of the property, nothing else seems out of place, except for the complete lack of people or movement. Well,
2: do we try the house or the basement? I personally don't feel like venturing into either. But suppose we try this basement. It appears to have the most traffic. All right. God be with us. Let's go.
1: Who's going first?
2: Oh, man. Oh,
0: Samson's going to go first. We really need a werewolf.
2: (laughs) Samson's going to go first. And I'm going to have no issue with that.
0: We would get to the the stairs, and there'd be that pause where we both look at each other. Mm -hmm. And Samson takes a breath, squares his shoulders, but they drop in dejection and he pistol uh, in front of him kind of that uh what you'd think of in a a movie or a procedural drama where the cops go in to clear the room soldier training Mm -hmm. he's going downstairs like that flashlight in one hand pointed forward Pistol over the other braced.
1: The cellar has had all of the wine racks and other small bits of furniture stacked against one wall, and much of the rest of the cellar is filled with fold after fold after fold of pallid, rubbery flesh. You can't even make sense of what you're looking at for the moment. The smell is very, very strong and unthinkably unpleasant down here, and you realize that what you're looking at is the aftermath of a pregnancy that filled the room. You believe that you have located what remains of the mother of that brood of creatures that attacked you on the road, and you can see in this flesh that it still has a pulse Roll against horror, Samson.
0: I, I, I don't I don't have words right now. Well, plus one on the die. That's going to give me a four based off of cognition. You know what? I do have some mental strain. Uh, I want to spend two on a six.
1: Okay, good choice. That saves you a lot. You are still taking six points of sanity damage, however. I may recommend, or at least remind you, that if you're in real bad shape and you don't want to take that much sanity damage, you can embrace your darkest self and give in to the humanity estranging effects of your character archetype to lose 10 humanity and reduce the incoming sanity damage by 5. So how much sanity damage is coming at me?
0: 6. So it'd actually be 4, but I still can't take that, and I have no spiritual strain, so... yep. Let's embrace the darkness.
1: What is the darkness of of being my true faith? Yes, interestingly for you, it is more like embracing the light. You experience over minutes or hours an erosion of your sense of self. You just become less anchored to the concept of your own benefit, and become more instinctually eager to serve and assist others, even at great cost to yourself. You are relaxing into the mindset of what might be called a natural martyr. Yeah, that's fair. You imagine you can hear the heartbeat all around the cellar. And when you sort of step back in revulsion, your heel slips on a flap of distended skin And you feel the quivering set in like a shockwave of motion through a spider's web. And this mass of exploded flesh begins to animate all over the room. And you see it rising up to engulf you. So even seeing
0: this horrible sight, I am moved with emotion that something alive has been Twisted and defiled and made so profane. And I want to save what I can and end the suffering of the rest. So you said I could kind of feel the pulse in some of the flesh. Can I see what I would consider a source of life, a head, a heart, something like that?
1: Roll me an awareness check to follow the sound of the heartbeat to where it's strongest, to know where to aim.
0: Negative one on the die, but that still puts me at a five.
1: You think you know where the center is. You have just a moment before this overtaking labial tidal wave crushes you. What do you do? I take the shot. Let's see how that goes. Plus
0: one on the die. Ranged attack takes me to a four.
1: That said, you call shots without penalty, correct? correct? Firearms training. But you know what? I think I would put a little bit of strain
0: into this. I will spend one mental strain and take that to a five.
1: For the second time tonight, your bullets strike true and the life goes out of this thing. All of the flesh, all of the skin and musculature goes utterly limp like a cut-string puppet and splashes down around you lifelessly and immediately begins to wither and dry. Conrad, from your perspective, Samson descended the stepladder, shouted an alarm. There was a great upheaval of motion and two shots rang out from inside the cellar
2: so to conrad's embarrassment he finds himself just kind of frozen at the top of the stairs and does not descend he kind of leans down samson samson are you all right what do you see
0: so there's no response immediately with this fleshy monstrosity withering and dying do i see anything else in In the cellar, an exit leading into the house, or is this...
1: There is a sort of shoddily constructed little stairway along a wall that leads up to a door. So there's
0: a long pause, much longer than you feel is healthy or safe. (sighs) Conrad, it's fine. Come on down, we need to finish this. And there is... A slightly different timbre in my voice than there
2: was moments ago. Conrad will swallow a lump in his throat, and he will descend the stairs.
1: All right, roll a significantly reduced horror check as you see just the aftermath, the vague evidence of what must have been something much worse moments ago. All right, so that's a six. Go ahead and take three, Sanity. Sanity which you can prevent
0: i will do that so as you come down and see this samson is just standing almost casually in the middle of this and he is fully upright his shoulders are squared you look at him and there's almost a calmness about him but a little bit of a manic edge too and he he just looks like someone who is focused on the task and accepting of whatever fate befalls him. so you get down next to him, he sells his gun in his right hand, he clasps you with his left, puts it on your shoulder. <sighs> Looks like there's a door over there. as, uh, as it says, "The God of my rock and him will I trust. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation." I think we can finish this.: I think Let's you're go right.:
2: I think we're in too deep. And I will
0: head directly for the stairways.:
1: You find that the door is unlocked. Whoever was here wasn't expecting people to survive any of what you two just survived. I open this door.
0: It's unlocked. Is it leading straight into the
1: house? It's like some sort of mudroom, almost, even though it's not exterior. It's a very small, narrow room that has some very muddy work boots Along one wall and places where coats and gloves and different tools are hung on the wall. So it's like a small utility And is there a
0: door from there into what I would assume would be the main house? Correct. So I'm going to cross this mudroom in a couple steps. Not kick open the door, but open it with purpose and strength. Take Mm -hmm. a step into the house and call out in a decently loud voice, Santiago, we are here for your salvation. We are here to help.
1: You hear a fast and vague echo. The house is big and it feels pretty empty. You see there's bread rotting on the counters. No lights are on. Nothing has any power.
0: I wait for a second. I repeat myself. Is there any response?
1: Roll awareness, the two of you.
0: The angels are with me. Two on the die, that's an eight. I've currently got a six.
1: Samson, what you hear, the only real sound in the house, aside from the wind outside and the occasional bumping of a shutter on a window, is the sound of flies picking through the rotten food on the counter. And within the buzzing of these flies, you think you hear the sound of a mirthless laugh.
0: So, Conrad, if you are looking at Samson, he actually has his head cocked to the side, his eyes are almost closed, and you see his mouth moving very rapidly, almost like he's talking to himself, but really he's just praying. He's praying for guidance and asking for wisdom. And then his head spins and seems to lock in on something. And I'm going to go straight towards the sound.
1: The flies disperse as you come near, and the sense of visitation of the place being inhabited departs.
0: So I will pause and then call out again, Spirit, this is not the time to play games. It ends tonight and I am getting impatient.
1: You hear the creak of a wooden door swinging slowly open upstairs.
0: I will turn and move with all speed up the stairs towards the sound. I'm not even paying attention to Conrad right now. I'm just I'm
2: moving. If he's behind me, he's behind me. And Conrad's kind of protesting, but he's following. Essentially, he's fearful for Samson just running into things.
1: You enter Santiago Estrada's study, where your flashlight beam plays over the scene of his suicide. He's seated in a chair at his desk, pushed back a bit, a spent shotgun laying at his feet as he leans back in the chair, the contents of his head sprayed on the back wall. Teeming among the scattered blood and gray matter are flies that all at once cease their meal and fall silent upon your entrance, and they crawl over one another until they form words on the wall. I await you in the house of God. I found him not at home.
0: Does it stay like that, or does it disperse?
1: As soon as you ascertain the words, the flies all fall to the floor, where their legs draw up into their small bodies and they die.
0: Do I have that same sense of the presence leaving like I did before in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. So th- at that point, I'll turn to Conrad. Was there a chapel in the village? Oh, shit. Or does he mean the monastery?
2: Fuck is there was do we recall a chapel in the village I mean
1: there's certainly a church in the village you don't know which one was meant by this message
0: I'm going to grab my phone and call brother Simon there's no answer And that's very out of character for him generally do I have any other phone numbers uh, in the monastery like any other people any other contacts No I mean it's it's very luddite Okay so he all right samson what is wrong what did you see this is the end the spirit that we've been chasing the spirit that started this a year ago it is here and it just told me it is waiting for us in the house of god now that's either a chapel here in the village or our home and since brother simon did not answer his
2: phone i fear the latter i think i would have to agree if this spirit is playing with us toying with us where else would he go? It brought us here to try to
0: kill us and to show us the depths of its evil. We have bested it. It would return to our home to strike at our weakness. This poor man here, Santiago, he, he fell prey to it, like we all do. And I will turn to Santiago's corpse. Assuming my holy water and oil did not get knocked out of my pocket in the car crash, I will anoint his body and perform the last rites. Then turn to Conrad... We're going back to the village. We're checking on our friend. And if they have a vehicle, we are taking it and returning home.
2: There may be a vehicle here on the estate or a horse or something. We need to check first. I'll clap my hand to his shoulder. Well
0: thought, friend. With the grace of God, we will find that vehicle. Let's go.
1: Taking a step back, as you administer the last rites and probably, you know, lay the body on the floor in a more dignified position or as dignified as one can be with Not much above the jaw. You both notice that the complex arcane charts and formulae over which Conrad saw Estrada laboring in his vision are still scattered across the desk. Hmm.
0: Can I try to inspect them briefly?
1: Sure. Give me a uh, knowledge eldritch is what this is. Oh, damn. I have a cult. This is deeper than what simple occultism can explain.
0: So I will look at them and realize that I have no idea what they mean. I'll turn to Conrad. Friend, we must make haste, but perhaps our haste can be pointed in the proper direction. Do you think that maybe your spirit friends could give us some guidance into what was truly being done
2: here? So Conrad will look at the paperwork on the table He'll swallow heavily. Samson, if I were to let a spirit with knowledge like this inhabit my form, there's no telling what it might do to me. This is... this is some deep stuff. Perhaps, well, I wonder if I could reach out for our friend here, see if he's still hanging about. Any risk is worth it at this point.
1: To speak with Estrada directly would take at least an hour, perhaps three. However... He wrote these charts out by hand. You saw that happening. If you try to read the history of these papers, you might see what they were for and gain impressions indirectly instead of directly from the dead. And that would take you mere moments as opposed to hours.
2: The way it'll play out is Conrad is terrified about the idea of allowing a spirit into him that would know more about these types, something that goes this deep into evil. So instead, he'll take the risk with psychometry and see if he can read something more directly on them.
1: In your mind's eye, you are subjected to the offerings that were made of Estrada's family, the rites and rituals that opened a door and called what was on the other side through, And above all else, eclipsing these other horrors. The truth of a name, a dark and ancient name. The true name of the demon that, a year ago, took possession of the young girl Jasmine. And after this, came to corrupt even the monsters that came from parts unknown. That grandfather, mother, father, and daughter... Its name is Sunelon, a fallen throne and duke of hell. Roll against horror as your mind threatens to shatter under the weight. When you learn this thing's true name, it sees into you at the same time.
2: Damn it, this is what I was afraid of. <laughs> I've got two on the dice, making my willpower a six. Oh man.
1: That is 14 points of sanity
2: loss. Thinking I'm going to need to dig into some of my humanity here.
1: I feel like that would be a strong choice. So you're going to go ahead and pay 10 humanity to reduce the damage incoming by 5, bringing it down to 9? Yes. And how much strain do you spend preventing damage out of that 9?
2: I'll spend 4.
1: Okay, so you take only 1 point of damage, but between the shock and the dissociation that you experience in trying to shield your mind from this assault. The fortress, the bulwark of safety and of security in yourself that you have built to protect you when dealing directly with the spirits of the dead develops a number of vulnerabilities. Cracks in the walls, so to speak. And you can feel the anguish, shame, and regret of Santiago Estrada pressing at the periphery of your mind as his personality threatens to overwrite parts of your own. You need to get out of here, mm-hmm. is what you immediately realize. With this kind of weakness, you can't be in a room with a suicide. It's it's going to destroy you. But on the other hand, you know the demon's true name. And armed with that name, it's vulnerable to exorcism.
2: Samson just sees Conrad touch these items, his brow wrinkles in concern, and then, like, he just goes pale, his face is anguished, and he screams the name of the demon.
1: Soneilon, you can hear where Dacian and others heard Celon on or Sail-on. They were very close, just not the full truth.
0: What does hearing that name do to me?
1: Something deep inside of you lights up with an implacable hunger for vengeance. It's not just Samson's anger at this creature that has preyed on the innocent since the beginning of time. It is the anger of all the saints and all the good angels at a creature that was made to be good and to serve God becoming a perverse inversion of itself the universe is wrong so long as this being is allowed to exist in it and the power that resides in you is burning bright with the need to deal a killing blow to this blasphemy
2: samson will see conrad like stumble back after that after he finally breaks away and just tear out of the room and he won't stop until he's out of the house Like, just panting in the front.
0: So Samson follows behind you. I imagine him coming up behind you. You're hunched over, hand on your knees. I'll put my hand on your back. You've done well tonight. That was the last piece. I will kill it. Get me there, and we're done. And there is no hesitation in his voice. There is no wavering. It is do or die.
1: You manage to locate the keys to one of the many vehicles, and I assume that it is a tense and mostly wordless ride back up the mountain.
0: Samson is leaning forward the whole time, edge of his seat. Every time they turn, his it's like his head is locked on to the monastery, and every time they turn, he's just unwavering gaze, locked into where their destination is. But he, his body is not anxious. He's not tapping his foot. He, he's at peace with what
2: is happening. He's just waiting to get there to do the work conrad spies any number of side roads he could duck down and flee just knowing that samson is so driven he would probably leap from the vehicle and head out but he just constantly he thinks of dacian and everything that they've been through and that's pretty much the only thing that holds him together and keeps that foot on the gas pedal heading towards the monastery
1: The smell of death is thick in the air when you return. The gates are open wide, and there's no sound but the buzzing and chittering of insects.
0: I imagine that Conrad parked a little ways away, and as soon as he stopped, in that kind of one fluid motion, Samson is out of the vehicle, walking right into the monastery. Again, not looking back, not waiting on Conrad. This is his mission. This is what I am here to do. I'm going in and finding the thing
2: Conrad follows
1: you enter the grounds of the monastery and are numb to the horrors of having to walk over the fly-blown corpses of your former brothers as you traverse the tomb-like empty stillness again filled only with buzzing it is out in the walled garden where you find your quarry It's a wretched-looking man wearing dirty rags, a withered, wizened husk of a human being blindfolded, standing over the body of Brother Simon, and as a testament to the corrupted fertility that it created when it merged with these fertility beings that turned to it in their desperation. All of the vegetables, and fronds and flowers that Brother Simon had cultivated so carefully, so lovingly, have been reduced to muck, to a substrate for fly and mosquito eggs and worms. The sightless gaze finds your eyes nonetheless as you come into sight of one another.
0: So as Samson walks in, takes us all in stride, meets the gaze of this creature. Long pause. Why? And lets that hang in the air. You know why,
1: Samson Campbell.
0: Your lord chose its fallible creations over its perfect children. And those who were proud enough
1: to respect themselves were thrown into the abyss. And it is the darkness of that abyss that we will now visit. Upon the sons of Adam and daughters of Eve. You know why. This is who we are. This is our
2: work
0: upon the earth. And this is who I am. And this is my work upon you. And he strides forward, hand outright. This is for everyone here. This is for this village. This is for every life you have slain. And he is speaking very calmly, but his voice is echoing behind him. And it's just building in momentum, almost, in echoing sound and power and waves behind him as he speaks. This is for all the children. This is for a year of suffering. This is for everything that has brought me to this point. Go home. And I will begin a full exorcism.
1: Conrad, you feel suddenly as you stand in this doorway watching almost powerless. It's like you're watching a scene unfold that has already happened. As Samson strides out to meet his foe, it's like you feel completely alone despite these other two being there. But as suddenly as that impression washes over you, you feel a presence at your side, And you are almost unsurprised to see the shade of Brother Simon standing beside you with a look of sad determination on his face.
2: Brother Simon, I do believe that our friend Samson might need a little help. I'm out of my depth here, but I've been known to call upon a friend once in a while. Will you be that friend to me now?
1: The spirit places its hand gently on your shoulder. Its touch is cold. But Brother Simon nods to you, makes the sign of the cross with his free hand, and rushes into you as a wave of spiritual power and certainty. And you hear inside of your mind, I thank you, Conrad, for helping me to fight this one last battle for our Lord and for the memory of those who have been lost. And you realize you can feel the strength in your limbs, that you are certain that you could reach out and grasp the soul of this creature, that all of its masks and possessions and illusions and tricks will not defend it, will not protect it in the slightest against you. And you know that you can reach into all those shadows and deceptions and pull out the fragile core of magic and will and malice that anchors this being to our reality. And with it thus exposed, you have every faith that your friend can be the hammer that smashes it to pieces. So I would like the two of you to make your checks, to throw yourselves spiritually into a direct contest of wills with a being older than time whose hatred encompasses the world and everything in it
0: the exorcism rank one ability is will versus will that's what i'm rolling yep and since i am severely
1: wounded insanity that's a negative two right well unless you want to use a memento mori to do i have a memento mori you can just call on one and get one and then i will do something bad to you with it oh then yes you could do that to either well i mean see what your dice are either you can like take a plus three instead of the die roll or you can eliminate your wound penalty for the scene and then may i remind you to consider your motivations oh i was
0: already gonna do that can i invoke a motivation and claim a metamori if
1: i need to yep let's have conrad do his first actually because Oh, okay great You are staring down the swirling void of shadows and darkness and decay, and he is going to dive into the center of it to expose its heart to you.
2: All right. So, I'm using Baleful Dead. Cost two initiative. Very nice. That is a two on the dice. Oh, man. Making willpower at a six. Temporary strain? Yeah, I'm going to spend any temporary strain, I can.
1: So you're getting a nine? Yes. He had an eight. Oh, yes! (laughs) You feel a wind, but a wind of spirit, like unto the spirit of God, flying over the unformed waters of the earth before creation, as the gestalt entity of Conrad and the recently departed Brother Simon rush past you into the center of the maelstrom and all is revealed. The shadows are thrown aside. The decay fizzles to nothing. And the broken puppet that was the body of this strange, entropic grandfather figure falls, worthless, used up to the ground. Conrad emerges from the confusion, holding before him the spectral form of an enormous, broken wheel within wheel within wheel. The true form of an angel fallen from grace. Roll for your exorcism.
0: I am invoking my motivation. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. I have two negatives and one positive on the die. So if I, just by invoking, that would become a plus two. I have a negative two from my sanity loss.
1: Which you could, with a memento mori, be
0: rid of. I will do so. That gives me a five. And I have no strain to spend.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Between the damage and penalties inflicted by Conrad's decisively successful attack and this bad roll... Sanelan ended up with a negative one for his result. Hot damn! So, the question becomes, how much of your blood and your spirit do you sacrifice to this strike?
0: Mechanically, I'm going to sacrifice the maximum of four. Okay. Thematically, Samson is standing there, his right arm arm is outstretched maelstrom of spiritual and psychic energy is just whipping around him and there's this connection between him and the demon as this pure energy of true faith is burning through samson and he is mouthing the words of the exorcism, but it is completely drowned out by the howling that is happening.
1: Something happens to your words as they exit your body. As the words contact these raging winds around you, the sound is transformed into the sound of Gabriel's trumpet.
0: And with my other hand, I will pull my hunting knife. And as I am Finishing the right, and my voice is building to this crescendo, I will flash my blade across my right arm, the entire forearm, ripping it open. And as that blood pours out of my arm, it mixes with this energy that is swirling around me and channeling through me. The right is finished. I'm still burning with this anger.
1: The cut on your arm tears itself again a cross to complete the cruciform wound on your arm in an instance of stigmata
0: through my blood flows the blood of the saints flows the blood of the son and the blood of the father and by that blood you are bound and kept from this world back to hell with you you are done
1: the exposed essence of the fallen angel is subjected to the full force of your soul and the many that support it. And that spiritual wheel is disintegrated from its axle and flies apart, causing a shockwave and a sound of thunder, blowing both of you back and knocking you unconscious. I need both of you to roll vitality checks, and Samson's die roll is automatically replaced with a negative one. That's
0: on top of all my health penalties? Yes. Oh, great. That will give me a negative one result. Can I spend strain on that? You may
1: spend one. Oh, well, then I'll bring it at least to a zero. Okay. And how about you, Conrad? I have a four. Conrad, you awaken sometime later to find all the decay and corruption gone from the garden and the corpse of Brother Simon free of flies and maggots. And you're momentarily disoriented, but find your memory of what had just occurred or had occurred some hours ago by the gray in the sky.
2: I'll sit up gingerly, look around, kind of pat myself down to see if I'm still all there and I'll look to see if Samson survived.
1: And so you're awake and alert to see the first ray of morning sun break across Samson Campbell's face, where he still lays deeply unconscious, and you realize that in every way that matters, you're looking at a saint who has performed a miracle. And the gratitude in your heart for having been part of that is practically overwhelming. But everyone's dead. You have no doubt that all the food has been despoiled. Samson's bleeding, and you don't know what became of Dacian back in the village. So there's only so much time to marvel at the beauty of what's taken place. Your friend needs your help. What good can be done here has been done. The battle was hard fought and hard won. What do you do?
2: I kind of... Conrad gives Samson a bit of a shake to see if he awakens.
1: Not a chance.
2: Gingerly, Conrad stands up, takes in the enormity of the task, and starts moving towards wherever he might find some sort of first aid. He has to get Samson on his feet because he doesn't want to work alone.
1: You labor over his wounds and try to make him comfortable as well as you can. And when he doesn't come to, you turn to prayer.
2: Lord, I've never been one to talk to you much. I know you're up there. I've seen far too many things on this here earth. There's more to it than what we grow up thinking. Now, I know you put some power in this here man. You led Brother Simon to me as well. He can't be done. There there simply has to be more for him to do. And I I don't know if I can carry on and help heal this land without his assistance. So, though I've not ever asked you for much, I'm asking now. Bring Samson back to me as fast like as you can see yourself fit doing, because I'm gonna need his help.
1: And with the closing of that prayer, you come to the realization, Conrad, that the reason that the dead can be spoken with, the reason that they are often able to be found in the places they lived, the places they loved, the places they died, is because they do have a desire, as Brother Simon did, to complete the tasks that they couldn't in life. It was not ever the contradiction to your faith that you feared. It is a mercy. It is a glory that the righteous dead are offered, are given, this last consolation And this sense of peace and closure by completing a great task before their departure. And you realize that you are someone who can help them achieve that. And as you reel from this reconciliation of your power and your belief, Samson awakens. And he awakens changed.